Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. So, Chris, in the Western Conference, would you bet the Lakers or would you bet the field? Assuming health, I'd still bet on the Lakers. I don't care if they're the number 10 seed and have to play in that play-in tournament to get in. I'd still bet on them. As long as you get two or three weeks of LeBron and Anthony Davis back in the mix, it's hard to bet against the Lakers. I'm not sold on the Clippers. They're still a team that has to show me mental toughness before I pick them to win anything. But the Lakers, to me, would still be the most formidable team out there, regardless of where they finish. It would almost be a shame for the Jazz if they finish the top seed to end up staring down a healthy Lakers team in the first round of the playoffs. That would just probably be everybody's worst nightmare in Utah. When you're as high as Zach Wilson is in this draft, I think a team has contacted him. They might be lying to him, but I would be pretty surprised if he didn't have a pretty good idea where he was going to end up going. Now, these things can change. It's you know, different at think... two, though, Gordon, because you've heard the stories in the past of guys who get picked later in the draft. Hey, Denver called me and they said they're going to pick me because mm-hmm. stuff happens. You never know. But with the number two pick, like we're going to take you a number two unless you go one, I guess. And then uh, <laughs> we'll deal with it. But when you're picking number two, that's a little different than if you're around in the seventh, you're going to be a Tennessee Titan. Right, exactly. Kristen Kenny on the big show. What is it that's different about Donovan this season as opposed to last season? I think he's made a concerted effort to have better starts. He's talked about that. He always has been that guy that you can rely on down the stretch. You want that guy that can show up in those big moments and drain that crucial clutch three. But what about from the jump? He's made it a priority. And you see that point production double. And I think having more strong starts and consistent play through all four quarters, to me, that's the difference maker. He covers college sports for the Washington Post. He's Patrick Stevens. Let's tell Aggie fans what kind of head coach they're getting. They're getting a guy that is a really sharp coach. UMBC had had seven consecutive 20-loss seasons and won 41 games in that span. It was really not a good situation to be walking into and immediately wins 21 games, figures out a way to recruit quickly and reload a program that hadn't done much for a decade. And then obviously the next year pulls that memorable upset against Virginia. His teams play really good defense, really elevated that UMBC program during his five years in the Baltimore suburbs. And I think Utah State's getting a really, really good coach. Sam Mimic with us from The Athletic, working on the free agency files, who's going to possibly be out there. Somebody on your list is Mike Conley. What kind of market might await him if he chooses to test it. Mike has made it real clear he wants to resign in Utah. The Jazz have a chance here with Mike to have, I think, a run at title contention for the next several years. It would seemingly be a no-brainer, but signing Mike to a big-time deal is going to put them deep into luxury tax. That's the only if to me. I'm not hearing any noise as of yet about Mike looking at greener pastures. But that being said, it's free agency. The way he's shooting the ball, the way he's still showing that he can play at a high level, I mean, Mike certainly is going to get plenty of attention. Happy Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Uh, I'm hanging in there, buddy. How about yourself? You doing well? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, and if you're doing well and I'm doing well, I assume, I presume, that Austin's doing well, too. I doubt it. Although Austin usually uh, has a, a, a good Friday attitude. You know, he's rocking the, the Red Friday t-shirt, as he always does. Seems to have a, 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 a smile on his face. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing okay today. I'm a, I'm a little hungry. Uh, that might turn into hangry. That's but not I'm, good. I'm, uh, I'm excited for today's show, I'll tell you that. If we, uh, uh, I am, if, too. If we asked our listeners to bring you by some food, would you eat it? Not a chance. I've made too many enemies out there. 
A lot of people out to poison Austin. Mama didn't raise no fool. Oh, Austin, I don't think anyone would poison you. Man. I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> Did someone do it once? Oh, no. Okay. Never been poisoned? Well, not, I don't think directly, uh, like on purpose. I've been to a place. Random poisoning or food like a poisoning. food poisoning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't somebody bring us some food once and I asked you to, to, to try it first? Yeah, but that's not how that story went. It was, <laughs> I didn't know it was from an outsider. <laughs> You, you'd let me be the cyanide uh, test tube without... I, you just said, here, try this. What do you think of this? <laughs> is that what I did, really? It tastes wow, like rat poison. That is a... Yes, that's what you did. That is a, that is that is something, Gordon. That doesn't sound like something you do. That's kind of... <laughs> that's what he did. That's kind of... What if I had dropped over? <laughs> How would you have felt that? I, I, I would have felt bad, but I would have been, you know, I would have been glad that I didn't just go ahead and eat it. I did once get the wrong prescription from the pharmacist. Oh, yeah. You've told that story before. But that wasn't on purpose. Tell either. me. I can't remember. Uh, I slept for three days. I slept for three straight days. Man, <laughs> went in for an antibiotic and <laughs> woke up five days later like, maybe they gave me the wrong stuff. <laughs> it was, my mom found out pretty quick. After the full day of sleeping, she called, and they're like, oh, yeah, this happened, and he'll be fine. Man, oh, I'm sorry. Wonder, that makes me wonder how often that happens, you know? I mean, that's a, there's a lot of prescriptions out there to keep track of, and that sounds dangerous. We gave your son horse tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. We also do, you know, vet medication. So Put it in some hamburger. Yeah, uh, he got, he, you know, was supposed to go to a camel, and it went to your son, so we're... <laughs> But I'll you never know be what? thirsty again. But some Careful, camel, they spit. Some camel out there doesn't have an, uh, any sort of infection, I'll tell you that. No bronchitis <laughs> for that camel. I felt great <laughs> after those three days. I felt brand new. <laughs> that's so, that's so uh, one of the many Austin stories that, that that happens to Austin. You know, you say, oh, is it pre uh, prevalent that this happens out there, Gordon? No, it's not. <laughs> but if, if it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen to Austin, yeah. Uh, that's that's how it works. That's so funny. Slept for three days. It's funny because I was fine, I, but you know. Yeah. Yes, it's funny because you're here. <laughs> it could have been really the, bad. It could have been. Yeah. But <laughs> be, again, that's my luck. Is I get I have bad luck, but I don't have I don't have tragic luck. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not down on your luck. You just have bad luck. Yeah. Took the wrong medicine and lost three days of life, right. but have my life. <laughs> I could just picture your poor mom like calling like, so. Uh, <laughs> He went to bed, uh, let's see, what is today, Wednesday? <laughs> he he went to bed uh, Sunday night, and, yeah, we... He it, hasn't it, was, it was Monday through Thursday. He hasn't even gotten up to eat or go to the bathroom. I think, you know, there may be... What did you give him? <laughs> so funny. Oh, my. Uh, did you have a catheter or something? No, no. I, apparently, I did get up and use the, but the facilities, but I had no recollection of it. None. So it was like sleepwalking to the bathroom was the only waking and, moment I and had. And if you're not consuming liquid, you probably don't have to go that often. Yeah, I didn't drink or eat anything. Yeah, you were. You were. Can we take? Uh, can we take a moment to please encourage all the pharmacists out there to get <laughs> the medications right? You know, I have uh, a neighbor who's a pharmacist, and uh, I mean, th this she is a highly educated woman. I mean, really. To become a you know a licensed registered pharmacist, there's a lot of school. There's a lot of you know hoops you have to jump through, rightfully so. You know all those sorts of things, and and she says people, <laughs> because she's at a the, her pharmacy that she works at is at a popular uh, you know uh, grocery store, I guess, and uh, that people just treat pharmacists so terribly that <laughs> she just like half her job is is putting up with people that are like. Not polite. Let me put it that way. <laughs> oh man. Well, man, I, I, that's, I don't scary. know why we're out of milk, ma'am. If you need a prescription filled, I'd be happy to. <laughs> I don't know what aisle the tab is on. I have no idea. I'm here to save lives. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, well, I'm glad you survived that, Austin. 
All right. Uh, Actually, I'm glad you survived on both counts, including my taste test. Yeah, seriously, that was that was not a good move on your part. All right, isn't we have. That what, isn't, isn't that what kings used to do? They used to have a, a, a food yeah, tester. Yeah, it's terrible. It was terrible then. Speaking of and kings you're a, and did queens, you just compare about, yourself about, to a king? No, no. Uh, I wanted to, to. I wanted to transition and, and uh, send our best wishes to the royal family. Prince Philip passed away. I saw that at ninety nine. It's a pretty good run. Long. That's a, a long run. Uh, okay. Well, condolences out of the royal family. I'm sure they've been waiting on, on our thoughts and, and condolences all day. They can go on about their business now. The big show I, I is uh, no, no, sending listen. our thoughts. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the, the Internet is a mean place sometimes because uh, when that announcement came out, some people were commenting, as they do on Twitter, you know, and and uh, saying all kinds of snide remarks about a man who had passed away. I just thought, man, have we no shame? Yeah, he probably lived a privileged life. I mean, he was he was the husband to the queen, but, I mean, come on. That wasn't the time. Well, anyway. I expect Austin to, to roast us mercilessly when we pass. <laughs> I'm just assuming that that's coming. I mean, that's that's a thing. Let me tell you how much I dislike this guy. Oh, I've written some things down. Yeah, you can't do anything about it now. So, hey, wait, wait. Well, hold on. A get second, comfortable because it's going to be a if minute. If Austin's writing stuff down, I'm going to write stuff down. <laughs> well, jeez. Such a as battle of, a battle of the pens. No, I, I, I. That's not. That's not my way to. Uh, be disrespectful like that like that like that <sighs> all right we I do remember have... the, i remember the i remember the first time there was just one more thing on this food testing thing the first time i found out that kings had food testers you know to uh prevent themselves from being poisoned i was quite young i was watching a cartoon and it was featured in this cartoon cartoons back in the day used to be fairly um aggressive and uh, the king was going to eat some Hassenpfeffer or something, and he had his tester, his taste food tester, eat it first. And I thought, why is he eating it first? And then, then I put two and two together. I was like five years old, you know. But I, I found and then out you tried it, it on me. Thanks. <laughs> I remembered that, and so seventy-five years later, I tried it on Austin. Oh well. All right. Sorry, Jake. Howard Beck's going to be on the show at four. Uh, we're excited. Also, uh, Justin Zanuck, the general manager of the Utah Jazz, will be on the show coming up at five. So very excited to talk to Justin. We'll get his thoughts on how his team is playing. And, in fact, uh, we have Gordon's list coming up. I'm sure the Jazz are, are somewhere on the list. Did they make yes, it uh, today? Yes. Sir. Okay, they yes. made the cut. Good. Good. That's good to know. Uh, so a uh, very busy day on the big show. Should we jump in? Should we get to Gordon's list? Let's do it. The open of which is the highlight of my week. Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> and now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. If the Jazz play the Lakers in the first round, they're going to lose. You know what I really want? I want to get myself a pack of monkeys. If the Lakers get Andre Drummond, they're going to win the NBA title. It's time for me to take your knife and stab you right in the gut. This is so stupid. Hot Lakers takes this week. I like it. That's time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly (laughs) Nissan in Murray. What's that, uh, was t- that was taken out of context, that uh, the Drummond bite uh, there. Come on. But you said those words in that order. I said order. those words, but no, I and said. Under I, what context? I think I, I, think I prefaced, prefaced it by saying that wouldn't be the case. But, well, uh, we can't. We've got a time restraint on the show. We can't play everything. <laughs> and that's certainly not how I remember it. I mean, we were talking about changing NBA rules based on that uh, Andre Drummond signing. You had declared it. Uh, uh, unfair to the rest of the league. Yeah, but it wasn't specific to that particular case. Anyway, all right, you ready for my list? 
Yeah. Are you going to be difficult today? Or yeah, you, uh, I am. I'm, you, I'm feeling very <laughs> difficult today. Yeah, it's going to be a, a rough slog for you. Get ready. All right. Let's start with the Jazz. Uh, what did we learn about this team last night that went over Portland? Oh, number one on my list? Uh-huh. They don't have to make three-pointers to win games. <laughs> no, I think they do. That was a bit of an anomaly last night. 13 of 48. What do you mean an anomaly? They beat uh, the I team mean, by 20 points yeah, and shot in was, the 20s from three. And how did Portland shoot? Well, you Way played, below what they normally Utah would do. Utah played great defense. Well, they they <laughs> won a game where they did not shoot well from the three. They won. Not only did they win it, they won it by 20. Oh, excuse me. Okay. 19. That's, Pardon that's me. Not, <clears throat> that's not on my particular list because I think that was an anomaly. I but don't. But when I did – when I. <laughs> you wait and see when the playoffs start. If the Jazz shoot sub twenty five percent or thirty percent, something like what would they shoot twenty six percent? Twenty seven last night, thirteen of yeah. forty eight, just okay. laying brick after Let, brick, let's, only to okay. score one hundred and twenty two points and All win right. by nineteen. Let, let's make a deal. If the Jazz shoot twenty seven percent or worse in the playoffs, I will bet you they will lose every one of those games. That wasn't the premise of yesterday's discussion. Well, it kind of was. You read off. You said, look, look at these percentages in their losses. You laid it out very clearly and said, I mean, they're just not going to be able to win games if they don't make their threes. I and last it. night at, no, no. against a playoff team no. who's been playing I, very well, the Jazz shot poorly from three and still won by 19. Jake, I didn't say they wouldn't be able to win any single game. I said, in general, they wouldn't be able to win. Well, in general, they won. <laughs> in general, the they bet. were victorious. Do you want to do incriminating no, audio? No, don't give if me the this. Jazz shoot, if the Jazz shoot 27% or less in the playoffs, they will lose the game. That's that's my statement. Do you want to make a bet on it? No, I don't. But I do uh, want where's to. Your, where's your conviction? I do want to hear you say you overreacted to uh, a poor three-point shooting night that led to an overtime performance against the second-best team in the league, and saying they can't win if they don't make threes and overreaction. That's in that's ge- what I, that's what I want to hear. I want that's general. what I want to hear. Hey, hey, I'm making the bet. If the Jazz shoot I'm 27 percent in the playoffs, they're going to lose. Give me an eye overreacting yesterday. Give me no, give, I didn't. Give, I didn't. give me that. Uh-huh. Nope, I stand by it, and I'm willing to put uh, put whatever you want to bet on. It. No, uh, uh-uh. this okay, is this bet. is what this is this is about what happened last night, where the yeah. Jazz played extremely well in a number of different aspects of the game that led to a victory. Last was night an, was not that was, an, a, that was a complete outlaw. Last night was not a make or miss game. You know, it's a make or miss league. They missed. I never no, I never I never used that term. I never you used have that two. Term. Uh, not not yesterday I didn't. Fair enough. But you that's such a difficult person. This is what I <laughs> this is what I learned about the Jazz last night. Number one, they're tough, man. That was an impressive performance. That showed me. That on the back end of a back-to-back to go out after a disappointing loss in overtime on the road to come home and win that game, that was impressive to me. And the way they did it, that blitz in the second half, man, that was just, uh, I-, I will tip of the cap to the Jazz and their mindset because that's, that's, that's what you got to do. To win, to win in the NBA, especially against the better teams in the league. So that's one thing I learned. Any dispute there, Mr. Uh, Contrarian? Can I add to it? Uh, I'm not going to dispute it. Sure. Can I add to it? Uh-huh. Um, I thought that toughness was really personified in the way that they boxed out, and the guards in particular boxed out. Much better rebounding performance, uh, obviously, than Phoenix. Way out-rebounded Portland. But on those those plays that we talked about yesterday where Rudy w- is helping and away from mm-hmm. the basket, Yeah. Uh, did you see – I mean, I thought Donovan Mitchell was the best example, but everybody was doing it. Did you see the guards get in there and box out? Yes. I mean, it was it was super tough. I compared it with Hans on the postgame last night to wide receivers blocking. Nobody wants to do it. You don't get any sort of credit for it, but it makes a huge difference. And Quinn Snyder said after the game when he was asked about the rebounding, 
he, you know, he gave kind of one of those coach speak answers, but you can kind of get what he's getting at. He said that they, you know, they f- need to focus on those things. And I read wow. that between the lines as saying they watched some game film of the Phoenix game. And Quinn said, what are you doing here? Because it certainly <laughs> isn't boxing out. And I, <laughs> I think that may have motivated them to refocus on that aspect of the game. And I thought it made a huge difference. And, and it's toughness, to your point. That's why I'm adding there, too. Number two on my list is rebounding is important. Oh, okay. So I, there you go. I mean, I agree with you completely. That was that was a nice flip from what we saw the night before. And when was it? Jake, do you remember the game? Was it the Phoenix game or am I misremembering exactly when it took place? But there was a play where Donovan Mitchell did box out and boxed his man out, and he moved him back a little bit as he was boxing him out, and he was called for a foul. And do you remember that play? Uh, not off the top of my head. But. Okay. I mean, you see so many plays. I mean, I understand yeah. it if that one uh, got I believe by you. But, I'm sure it happened. But but I just said, I thought uh, the ref was wrong on that. He, I thought Donovan did exactly what I remember coaches saying that you do when you box out. He turned his back and he kind of he kind of just moved a little bit, but it's not like he ran him over. He just boxed him out. And it was perfect form. And he got called for a foul on that. And I... I thought that wasn't right. But anyway, it seems like everybody got in on a, on that message that Quinn Snyder had for his guys. And, uh, you know, the old saying, Pat Riley said it. Jake, what did he say? Uh, Pat who? You <laughs> hair, mean, hair gel or death? The, the, the heat guy? <laughs> no rebounds, no rings. He said it when he was coaching the Lakers. I thought he said a back injury will change a man. He did that, too. He said a change of personality. Well, I think you're lower, thinking of Del Harris, man. the coach of the Lakers. <laughs> no. The guy from who was Space Jam? Guy? Who, was, who, was the really, who was that really obscure guy who coached uh, the Lakers for a short time? Was it Randy Fun? It was uh, Rudy Tomjanovich. <laughs> Am I remembering that name right? Is it Randy Fund? P-F-U-N-D? I think it's Quaid, actually. <laughs> Let me see. I'll Google. Say something intelligent. Got nothing. (laughs) I I don't don't want to take a deep dive into Laker history. I was just making a joke. (laughs) L-A-K-E-R-S. We don't need to. (laughs) Now it's time for your purple and yellow history hour with the big show. I love L.A. <laughs> few, few know uh, the, the short story that was the coaching tenure of Randy Fund. Today we will take a deep dive that's into, P-H-U-N-D. into those brief but magical oh, memories in Lakerland. That's P-F-U-N-D. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, speaking of which, you played that there with me singing, I love L.A. I you love know? L.A. You know what I discovered? I'm discovering. I don't know. I'm not 100% uh, convinced on this. But you know on your phone, I didn't know this, but on your phone when you play your music, if you hit a certain button, the, the lyrics will come up on your phone. Have you ever have you ever done that? Which app are you using? I don't know. It's just on my phone here. Let's see. It's, uh, it's just the music one. The music app. You hit the song. You hit the song list, and, you, and I have a, I have this you know a, a bunch of songs. And if you if you push one of the songs when it plays, if you push this other button down here at the bottom, you will get the lyrics uh, on your on your screen, and it'll rotate as the song goes on. What and will so, they think of next? Uh, seriously. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sorry for my We ignorance. can get lyrics on our phones, but we can't cure cancer. No, I mean, no, the lyrics, the lyrics of the song as it's playing appear on, on my phone. And so I was on the treadmill the other day and I was I turned it on and the song was playing. And so the lyrics were coming up. I hit the wrong button and the lyrics started coming up. And that's how I discovered it by mistake. But anyway, uh, I started singing with the song. And I was pretty. I was. I was on tune. I think. Wait. Okay. So wait. Uh, hold on. I, I. I have two quick things. All right. One. You really have no clue what app you're listening to music on. That's. That's a thing. 
You you really have no idea. <laughs> well, it's just and, it's just, and, it's, just the, uh, it's just where you know it says uh, music and you, you push the button. It's yeah, got the note note no icon. Okay, you you, you it. answered it. Yeah, you you answered the question. That's right. And 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 two. And this one's really for Austin. And I I know I'm probably breaking some news here to Austin, considering his brother was in the business for a while. But did you know they have these bars <laughs> that you can go to? And they'll play music for you with without the words, and there'll be these TV screens up, and and you can have a microphone, and you get to sing along as though you're the artist. So you are the artist. Tell Some, me more. Somehow they managed to program <laughs> into the TV the lyrics to to sync up with the music. How do they do it? I don't know. And then Not the only. little lyrics turn red as like where you're supposed to be singing, you know, so it, it it makes sure you don't get behind. What if you want like a bouncing ball or marker above the word? Is that a thing? That works too. And they even took it to the next level where they made a video game out of it where you similar concept, but you also play fake instruments. What a world. Seriously. Not only not only did I know all this, but I actually own a karaoke machine at my I have it right at home here. <laughs> so Good, so I'm way ahead of you on that right one. There. But I, I know, own a I karaoke I machine. I've known I, about I this technology for years. I've I've never actually done the karaoke thing, but I was reading the words off my phone while the music was playing, and I I sounded pretty good, what and it song shocked was it? me because I never have been able to really sing before. What song and, and, was it? Uh, you know, at least uh, well, what I told you about how I I sung when I was in the. In in, the, in junior high school, and then I got too cool to sing anymore, and so I had that talent taken away from me, so I couldn't sing. I bet it was. But now, Gloria now I'm Stephon. starting to. Now I'm starting to believe that maybe I can sing. But this is my worry, you know. I I'm, love I'm it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> I'm discovering. I'm not sure that I was really sounding as good as I thought I was. Yeah. Because yeah, you see, Gordon. Because the music was playing and the. And the singing was going on on the song along with my singing, so I'm not 100% sure that it was I was really as good as I thought I was. Gordon and the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> hey, man, this was a eureka moment for me. I never thought I could sing, at least not since eighth grade. You know what you should really do is tape yourself doing it. Email it to Austin, and we'll play it back for you. <laughs> I was trying to decide which song I sounded best to so I could do that very thing. You know how sometimes it's more in your range. But <laughs> well, PK always sings on the air, and I, I really haven't. I mean, I've done a little a little rapping here and there, you know, but I, I, I haven't really ever sung except for the I Love L.A. thing. Talking uh, to but, myself but <laughs> Sometimes I'd like to quit. It's a good song, actually. Nothing ever seems All right, to let's fit. hear it, Gordon. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Right let's now. hear it. I can, uh, you no, can't no, bring no, up I'll, a segment I'll, like this and then not demonstrate what you're talking about, man. You, you, you made your own bed here. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll record something. I'll ship it off to you. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you picking these songs? This is what I picture as your workout playlist. And we know no. he's a country guy now. No, no. No, I was singing rock and roll, baby. Uh, and it was good. Anyway, sorry I brought that up. But it was, but it was, it was important too. to me. You know, it was one of those personal moments. And maybe, I don't know, maybe some of our listeners out there have had a moment like that. You know, when you, when you find out you have a talent that you didn't know you had. All right. Well, I have more of Gordon's list. I got some good Coming stuff up on next. the list. Sorry. Sorry, I got distracted. That wasn't there. it? That, that wasn't the good that stuff? Was a, that Dang was, it. That was, that Thank was, God. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. band of the day today selected by austin and brought to you by live nation concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight go to livenation.com apparently uh they put out a, a graphic novel what is that right yeah they've uh, branched out into comics well how about jimmy that? world has multi-talented uh, folk there all right gordon now let's let's carry on with the list shall we 
All right, Jake. Uh, I had a column that was uh, that's been posted, although it's pretty hard to find on the website, about Donovan Mitchell and the role he is playing with the Jazz and the role he's playing off the court as well. You and I have had discussions about this, but I really think Donovan Mitchell may end up being the most influential Jazz player of all time uh, because of his his great play on the court, obviously, and then his willingness to speak out on important issues, his intelligence, his commitment to causes, his um, the actions, because actions always speak louder than words, the donations to education and facilities and scholarships. And uh, what did he do in Granite School District, Austin? Didn't he? Uh, it was food. He, it was it, yeah, food lunches. for for kids who needed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do. Do you think my assessment is correct? Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, I think you can define impactful in in a number of different ways, which I'm sure you do in the column. But yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, been very active in the community. He's active in his home community, education. He's made a big deal, and yeah, he's he's. Uh, using his platform to uh, to make a difference for what he you know feels passionate about. Good for him. I think it's I think it's great. Why is that? Why? I'm sorry. Do I have a thought on it? Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's it's vastly important. And not only that, uh, he's damn good at basketball. It's one thing to be a really really good person and be the 15th guy on the roster, which. There's a lot of those out there, but then to be the number one guy, that's that's really cool. It's uh, it's not that common that, that guys are willing to uh, do what he's done and what he's doing. He's 24 years old, you know, and you, did you guys see the interview he did with uh, Kamala Harris when she was uh, running for VP? Mm-hmm. I mean, his presence was impressive uh, and intelligent. I, I were, I'm convinced that Donovan, and I'm not sitting here saying the guy's perfect. I mean, he's 24 years old, but I am saying this: he's he's about as uh, impressive a guy from a from a uh, physical and mental standpoint as you're going to run across. I I really believe he could have picked any profession, and I'm not sure I can say that about all athletes I've interviewed through the years, but this guy is really on top of it. And he's got the conviction that goes along with it, and uh, he gives he gives his uh, upbringing a whole lot of the credit there, and that's always that's always meaningful to those of us who are parents um, that he uh, he really holds uh, uh, his mom in particular in such high regard. Could he have been a professional water skier? <laughs> Probably. Were those barefoot water skiers? That looks that looks. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> I bet he could have done it. I mean, physically, what's stopping him? Mm. He's got big feet too. What? <laughs> what's the matter? He, he missed his mark. What's What's the matter with the? Why can't you find it on the website? What they bury you? What's going on? I don't know. I don't see it when I go there. Who knows? I don't know Gerky probably on. wrote something. Oh, let's get Gerky on the horn. <laughs> I don't know. There's no. I don't know what they're doing in that regard, but uh, who else can we blame uh, over there? I think I think it says there was a, somebody wrote a note on it. The, you have to be you have to subscribe to read it. But I, I think it's uh, important topic, and uh, as I said, you and I have discussed it, and I went through the different things that he has stood up for, and he, he's a, he's a prominent voice uh, out of Utah uh, on important issues of the day, and he's one hell of a player. And you, you combine those two things, and it's powerful. And I, I think this is a guy who not only will succeed in basketball, I mean, he, he's, he's, his extension is worth nearly $200 million, as you know. But that's only covering about half of his career. So what comes after that, I, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, once he's done playing, this is a guy that I think could will not just rest on his laurels with the money he's made. Uh, this is a guy who can make a difference in the world, and he'll do it while he's playing, too. And and so that's that's nice for Utah to have that kind of prominent figure who will be an important voice in our world. I, you know, that I, I, how, how many jazz players can you say that about? I don't know. I'm not very many. Well, I wish people luck finding it. sltrib.com somewhere.
somewhere on there. Do me a favor, everybody. Go go read it, and uh, so that uh, uh, first of all, I think it's important to consider, not because I wrote it, but because it's uh, it's Donovan is worth reading about, and to see if you can find it. I don't know. I don't know where it is over there. All right, the Masters leaderboard is looking good. I mean, I, I haven't looked for the past few minutes, but Justin Rose was on it. Tony Finau was on it. Justin Thomas. Our boy, Bernie Wiesberger. The guy who putted it into the water. Put it into the water yesterday? Yeah, he, he's the golfing representative of the Utah Jazz. He, because he puts he, it in the he, water? He couldn't, he couldn't shoot straight against the Suns, putted it in the water, and he came back the next day. And he's still, he's still, he's still, he still put it in the water, but they managed to win. <laughs> so putting it in the water makes no difference. That's your theory. All right. Who else is on that leader? But Jordan Spieth, our favorite golfer, golfing bad boy, Patrick Reed, are all in contention. And I read somewhere, I think it was uh, maybe on, uh, on BT and, and Bob's site. Or on a tweet, one of them sent out said that uh, over the last number of years, if you're not in the top ten on the leaderboard after the first couple of days, then you usually, I think, only Tiger. Who are the exceptions? Tiger and maybe Phil were the only exceptions to that rule. So that'd be fun to watch Tony Finau win the Masters, wouldn't it? My favorite part of yesterday was watching uh, Bryson. No, two favorite parts about yesterday. One, watching Bryson DeChambeau like fish his ball out of the bushes, <laughs> which I found hilarious. And uh, two, when Rory McIlroy hit his dad with an errant shot. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a one in a million shot too, because it's not like his dad was anywhere close to him. It was like on the other side of the fairway, down by the green, and Rory uh, it, it got loose, left it right, bam. Hit his dad. What are, the, what are the odds of that happening? That's what I'm saying. It's got to be one in a zillion. Well, shame on his dad for not paying attention, too. I mean, your your son's only in the Masters, and you're <laughs> just sitting there not watching anything, looking up into the sky. I mean, it took him completely by surprise. Crocheting on the yeah. whole nine. I don't know. You know, that reminds me of the story that I've told you guys before about my friend who ran what used to be called the Bobby Jones Tour. It was the tour that was for the professional golfers who didn't make the cut. On that file on the Saturday, they could go to an adjacent golf course and play with a bunch of well-heeled uh, amateurs and, and and make some money in that regard. And he set up a driving uh, exhibition, and I forget who it was that was doing the driving, but he 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 had le let one leak out to the right and it hit a woman, and uh, so she was okay though. And then he uh, teed up again and hit the same exact woman again. How can you do that? What are the odds of that, Jake? Well, I don't know. Was the, was the woman moving? No. She was just, uh, you know, in the gallery. Well, after she got hit once, I'd probably move out of the way. <laughs> you said it was her fault? Yeah, in a lot of ways it was her fault. You know what she said after she got bean the second time? She said, tell him to stop. Hmm. Well, how about you? That's, you all, that's all I get out of you is a, uh? Well, that's to be fair, that, that is the response I get very often. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, she should have gotten out of the way. And then there's this. NCAA ref Burt Smith the one who collapsed during the Gonzaga-USC game in the NCAA tournament, he said that that collapse may have saved his life. He, it turned out he was suffering from a blood clot in his lung, and it could have moved to a, a more difficult place, but he got the help he needed because it happened in such a public setting, and you can't get much more public than national TV, right? Well, that's great. Sorry, that was a scare. That was a scary moment, wasn't it, for everybody watching? Well, I think we were on the air, weren't we? I just saw the re. I saw the. No, video no, no. I mean, uh, I'm just saying we relayed it as it was happening mm -hmm. because we were on the air. I wasn't. That's right. uh, I wasn't mm -hmm. saying no. You didn't watch it, Gordon. Yeah. Fibber, <laughs> remember yeah, us seeing it and talking yeah, yeah. about. 
Well, you call into question everything else I say. Hmm. I do. <laughs> yeah, dang it. I missed an opportunity. Good <laughs> joke, Austin. Good job. Anyway, I he, he had a pretty good sense of humor about it. Very fit guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, he said, what if that had happened while I was driving or while I was uh, asleep at home and hadn't gotten the, the help he needed? And uh, obviously he got that help, and, and he's uh, doing quite well. He was in the hospital for a couple of days, and now he's uh, out and about. And he's, uh, one of the heartwarming moments was when he got back home to his wife. And, uh, you know, because you can imagine what's going through her mind as she's watching this happen. Uh, he said the hug between hubby and, and wife was uh, quite a meaningful one. So. Awesome. All right, we'll get to more of Gordon's List coming up next. Stay tuned. We've got what's going on at the top of 3 o'clock hour. Howard Beck at 4, Justin Zanuck at 5. Stay tuned. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the Big Show. That is Big O, Big O Tires. Find your locally owned Big O Tires in a store near you. Gordon, should we proceed on with the list? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, The latest NFL mock draft. Jake has the Jets taking Justin Fields second, leaving Zach Wilson to the Niners. I don't know what to make of this anymore because you've called it into question. You think it's uh, there's a lot of sort of uh, deception involved with the whole thing. And this one was from CBS Sports, and I think the guys at CBS Sports, all of them seem to have different mock drafts. But, boy, I'll tell you, I wonder how Zach Wilson would react if that were actually to happen. Disappointed that you go from the second pick to the third, but – Maybe not all that disappointed about the team he's going to. Because the Niners, what were they last year? They were like, uh, what was their record? It was not. It was it was sub 500, but that team is certainly in better shape to do something in the near future than the Jets are. Yeah, he should be elated if he falls to uh, to the Niners at three. But I still don't think it's going to happen. You keep track of all that stuff, Jake, as far as salaries and, and all that. I don't know what the difference is in initial pay from the second pick to the third, but it's probably a decent amount of money. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, We can look it up, uh, but I, I bet it's not that much. And it's nothing in compared to your second contract in the NFL should you <laughs> get there, and it really matters what team you're playing on to get that second deal. Well, didn't they say that Sam Darnold, he was the third pick, and he, his, his, uh, this next year, I think he's scheduled to make like, I don't know, 20 million or something. So, you know, it's good to be a quarterback in the NFL these days. Anybody paying attention to Major League Baseball? Mm, yeah. No. The Phils lead the NL East, they're five and one. The Angels are second in the AL West at 5-2 and two behind the Astros, who are getting booed, by the way, by every good fan base. They got off easy last year because no of the fans. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, They deserve what they get. You I see the that- guy, the Angels fan, that threw an inflatable garbage can onto the field? No, but that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and then someone actually threw a real uh, garbage can. A real can. garbage can oh. out there? Good. Wait a minute. Where do you get the garbage can from? The concourse? You know, where people, the, the, the common folk, throw their garbage? Well, the Expos are third in the NL East at one and two. All right, I'm wearing my Expos shirt today. Are you? The one I gave you? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you're using it for something. 
By the way, did you like that whaler shirt I gave you? Yeah, it's good looking. Yeah. Okay. It fit okay? Uh, yeah. I haven't watched ex- it yet. That, ex- that Expo shirt I was a little worried about because it was uh, probably one size too small. I don't, I don't know. It, it, no, I'm good. Huh? All yeah. right. Good. Austin, your shirts are fitting you all right? Yeah, I, I think uh, they're very nice. Uh, they're very roomy. I like them. <laughs> it, does, was... it does say what you uh, no, what no, you think no. of me when you look no. at me when you get me I got, to I got buy you, you a tent. Double X. <laughs> I, I think it was a 2X, but I got you the same one I got me. So, anyway. Uh, guys, rapper DMX has passed away. Too young. What? He was 50, I think? His, uh, what's his real name? Is his name Earl Simmons? Is that what I Anyway, passed away, suffered uh, brain damage from a drug overdose uh, a few days ago. So that was sad to see. I just, I don't, I, I just don't like to see people, especially at that age. It's too, too, too early, too early. Another UFO sighting, you guys. You you have been sworn to not talk about this. Anymore. Yeah, aliens were not supposed to come up anymore. Although you did lose that bet like twenty four hours into it. Did you see? I like wearing uh, socks with sandals. Did you? <laughs> that's what you're going to do every time I bring up UFOs. You're going to hit yes. me. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. There's got to be a penalty. Uh, the University of Kentucky accidentally emailed out five to five hundred thousand high school students acceptance letters to a selective program at their school that usually accepts 35 to 40 people. Awesome. This. What are they going to do? They're going to have say to say, sorry? oops, oh, we goofed up. I think there's but, lawsuits coming. Well, think about that. You're so eager and you have an opportunity and you're so happy. You know how it is when people get acceptance letters? Have you ever gotten an acceptance letter? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, you know how it is. You're excited about it. Can you imagine, like, three days later getting Well, we, we, we goofed up. Sorry. It'd yeah. be rough. I, I, I think that all of them should just automatically be made brain surgeons. Well, it's one thing to, to miss by a little, but half a million? <laughs> Seems like a lot. They had half a million applicants? <laughs> I, it must have just churned it out somehow. That's what the story said. Five hundred thousand. I think it was every applicant the whole, to the school got oh, this reply. Someone hit reply all. Whoops. Did you see the quote that Charles Barkley uh, had on the Clippers? I did. Yeah, that they they've always sucked. That he's been fat. I've, and I've in. been poor. I've been poor. I've been rich. I've been fat. I've been skinny. The Clippers have always sucked. Hey, they what? beat uh, they beat the Suns last night. Yeah, but you you share his opinion, obviously. <laughs> no, I don't think they suck, but they have been sort of uh, unstable. There it is. I'll say it that way. Got to drag the clip uh, the Clippers. Any proper Lakers fan would. And then finally, this before we we leave for a, a brief moment to come back, I saw a story. About, have you guys ever heard of van life? Van life, like I live in a van? Yeah. Some people have been selling their homes, uh, buying an RV, moving into the RV permanently, and traveling around and staying at different places for the experience of it. All right. Does that sound like anything that would be appealing to you? My best friend did it. Really? Yep. He finally just uh, settled down in Burley. But for almost two years, they sold everything they had. They bought an RV and just traveled. Did he have a family? Yep. Uh, His oldest just turned 16. He's got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old as well. How did it turn out? Did they enjoy the experience? Mom and Dad loved it. I don't know about the kids. I would have to ask. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I read this story about these families that are buying yachts or b- bigger boats um, and living on the boat and, and sailing around from port to port with their with their families. This sounds like, what was that movie, Captain Ron? <laughs> Not exactly like Captain Ron, but I see what you're getting at. I do love that movie. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too. 
But yeah. he said gorillas, not gorillas. <laughs> gorillas. It's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, this uh, these families are, and, and and you know, you think yacht, right? So you think, oh, these people are like super wealthy. Well, a couple of the families really aren't. They were middle class people. They sold their house. They sold their house and used it to buy, you know, I'm not talking about these huge luxury yachts, but just kind of, you know, they're called yachts because they're, it's not like a little boat. It's big enough to be able to, you know, travel around oceans and whatnot, sailboats. And some of them had to learn to sail. Some of them didn't even know how to sail before they did this. Does that sound at all appealing to you? Probably more than the RV, but still. Would that be scary? Would I don't want to. I don't want to live in. Uh, and granted, I don't live in any sort of mansion, mind you. But I, I don't want to live in, you know, like twenty square feet of area. That doesn't sound like something I'd, I'd really get used to. I don't like. We were. I was saying how I didn't want to live in New York. We were talking about that a little uh-huh. bit yesterday. I don't. I don't like. We have dear friends who live right there in Manhattan, and they live in a shoebox, and I have no idea how they do it. Well, a couple of these families, they, uh, they, well, let me read this quote. Our monthly budget since we became full-time travelers has always hovered around $2,500 per month. I mean, and some folks are renting out their homes so they can use that income or whether you sell your home or you rent it. Either way, you know, you've got some, some resources to do something. But I, I'm trying to think of, uh, I, this is something I know Austin would never do. Or would you? I don't know. Nope, Maybe you trust a, a boat better than you trust a ship. Nope. Anyway, uh, it, it's apparently some people are giving very positive feedback about the effect it had on their on their lives, on their families, and uh, on their relationships. I think it could go. It could make things much better, or it could make things worse. All right, we've got What's Going On coming up next. We'll check in with the Joe Ingles show that was this morning with DJ and PK. Uh, Howard Beck at 4, Justin Zanuck at 5. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.